0: Secret Spillers and future Secret Spillers, we are so glad you found our
1: pod. I'm Jay and I'm G. Join us on our journey to uncover the secrets behind ethical, sustainable, and health-focused brands.
0: Together, we interview industry leaders and experts who are paving the way towards a more conscious and responsible future.
1: We aim to inspire and empower you to become more informed and conscious consumers from fashion to food,
0: to beauty and biohacking, no topic is off limits.
1: Tune in as we do our little part to make the world healthier, safer, and cleaner. You'll find out with us, there really are no secrets added. Okay, let's spill. Charlotte from Alice Mushrooms is about to like
0: teach.
2: Blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, just like
1: teach you from a really layperson's perspective about what the field of mushrooms is doing for us, you know, from a health um, health perspective, the products that they are making are so transparently and honestly and thoughtfully so made.
0: on brand! Secret spoilers, you guys have found another brand you can absolutely trust mm-hmm. um, with your health that has your health and safety at like the forefront of their um, their mission. Yeah. And they're just trying to educate.
1: Um, I love that. She said this quote has been coming up in my life a couple of times when the tide rises, all ships ships Mm sail. Yeah. Like she just, they, her and Lindsay want to make sure that people know what is available to them in this um, kingdom of fungi, the fungal Ah, kingdom.
0: Totally. I, I, I learned so much. I mean, why we reached out to them to begin with is because we're like, we're hearing just a lot about chatter about mushrooms. And I don't really know that much about them. I know people and sources that I trust have sung their praises from a health perspective, but like you just said, gee, it's like an entire animal kingdom (laughs) Um, or fungi fungi kingdom um, with so many different nuances and ways to use them for our health. And uh, Charlotte just gave us a play-by-play of all different kinds of mushrooms, what mushrooms they have in their products, what these mushrooms do, how they help with certain, you know, conditions, illnesses, how to use them over time, how to use them in treatment. Um, it just kind of blew my mind. Honestly, I'm still kind of coming off my, my mushroom, my high. mushroom
1: high. And I didn't even
0: take any mushrooms. <laughs> you did <laughs> right before this. I did, you I did. It. And I yeah, I, I am a fan of their brand already, um, and have been. I have to try the sleep ones now that we've listened to Charlotte tell us all about how mushrooms can improve your sleep quality. Um, but I, I won't give away any more secret spillers.
2: Yeah. Enjoy.
1: Welcome, welcome, Secret Spillers. We are so excited to introduce you to Charlotte Cruz today. She is the co-founder and COO of Alice Mushrooms, a functional mushroom chocolate brand. Her journey to mushrooms began after leaving a successful career in digital media advertising to pursue her lifelong calling to help others feel their best something we love. (laughs) Charlotte received her master's after enrolling in NYU's food studies program, where she learned about the flaws and access issues within our food system and the vital importance of educating consumers about what they eat. Eventually, she ran operations for Quinn, an NYC-based organic on-demand meal kit service, and led growth for TBH, a better-for-you vegan Nutella alternative. As a former picky eater and a microphobe, Charlotte believes that food, especially healthy food, should be a source of happiness. As a long-time yoga practitioner, she feels deep appreciation for the mind-body connection. And as a food and wellness authority, she understands the power of mushrooms and how they strengthen that connection in a way that could make people happy.
0: We are here for all of these things. Welcome, Charlotte. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yay!
2: Thank you for having me. That was quite the introduction. Yeah. Doesn't it feel good when it's like echoed back to you? (laughs) Yeah. It was like having an out of body experience.
0: I'm very excited for this interview, mostly because I am also, I'm married to a so I want to hear your microphobe journey, how you came to appreciate mushrooms after being terrified. I literally feel like I'm married to a toddler. I like sneak mushrooms into my husband's food uh, to see if he noticed, I know there are so many good health benefits. Um, but Charlotte, our first question to kick things off for you, um, tell us and the listeners a little bit about how you were first introduced to mushrooms and what that experience was like.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that comes right off your microphobe question. Like as a, as a kid, I was the world's pickiest eater, like to the point where when I was eating dinner at a friend's house, my friend's parents wouldn't let me leave the table because I wouldn't eat my (laughs) dinner. It was like, it was like (laughs) a a universal policing of how (laughs) much of a picky eater I was. Um, And so I wouldn't really touch mushrooms for years. Um, And then kind of just like, a flip switch. I kind of just got, was like, this is boring the way I'm like
0: oh, <laughs> not eating
2: anything. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, why don't I expand my horizons and do something a little bit more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's when I started eating mushrooms in a culinary capacity, but I did, I wasn't really obsessed with them. I would say it was kind of like, okay, they're here, you know, there are other things that interested me more. And then I honestly got into mushrooms in a major way, when I started working on Quinn, um, because I was running, which was the uh, meal kit service that I ran operations for. It was my first job in the food world. And I was running all of our sourcing. Um, And so I was reaching out to all these different mushroom growers and developing relationships with mushroom farmers and really started to understand and appreciate all that mushrooms could do and how they were grown and how sustainable they are and how beautiful they are. I mean, when you're particularly when you're in food service and someone's handing you a whole thing of beautifully grown blue oyster mushrooms or maitake mushrooms it kind of takes your breath away how incredible they are Mm. they're also beautiful Um, I have to say they're so beautiful like there's something to behold I think Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and that's when I started really getting into them in the culinary side and really experimenting with cooking with them um and then Functional and medicinal mushrooms kind of all came after that. Um, Started experimenting with functional mushrooms. And I think, you know, this is an experience that I think is unique to my perspective, but not unique to anyone else, which is that functional mushroom products, when you're starting to try and take them, don't taste very good. And so someone as sensitive to taste as I am is a little bit picky about that. Um, And I started wanting to take all these functional mushroom products. And this is something my business partner, Lindsay struggled with and figured out as well is that nothing tasted good. And we were both kind of like, okay, um, I'm out, you know, right. <laughs> I can't, I can't force something down every day. Um, yeah. like not sustainable, we, not sustainable. What Lindsay and I always say is indulge, don't endure. Cause we were just really sick of enduring all of these products. Oh, I um, love that. I love that. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. So got really, really into mushrooms. Um, learning about their benefits, but yeah, just wanting to find a way to make it taste good and make it fun.
0: Can I ask really quickly, Charlotte, um, you mentioned medicinal mushrooms and functional mushrooms. Can you tell the listeners like the difference between the two just quickly?
2: Yeah. Medicinal Mm -hmm. was my way of, um, (laughs) of saying psychedelic, but functional mushrooms are also medicinal. Um, Um, so, so they can like functional mushrooms and psychedelic mushrooms are all medicinal. Um, I think it just depends on, what type of medicine you're looking for. Hmm. Yeah. But I can to explain the difference, right, between psychedelic and functional and culinary, the way that we like to group it is kind of into these three buckets, right? So culinary you have on one side, psychedelic you have far on the other side. And then somewhere in the middle you have functional mushrooms. So culinary mushrooms, they're going to give you so many nutritional benefits, like eating just a really incredible vegetable or fruit um, that is going to nourish you. But it's not going to do anything necessarily for your mental health, your long-term health. Um, It's not going to be healing in the way that a a medicine would be. Um, And then on the other side, right, you have psychedelics, And in mushrooms that are psychedelic, the main compound in them that elicits that experience is called psilocybin. Um, And so that is a compound that is unique to psychedelic mushrooms and that is incredible for health benefits um as we're seeing right ptsd anxiety mm-hmm. um eating disorders wow really running the gamut of so many different things i mean you're even seeing research about it for cte like it's incredible all of Wait, the things CTE? that i psychedel- is that a dumb question that's no, it's not a dumb question. I just my husband is obsessed with football, so I know about oh. it. Um well, CTE <laughs> is that um, injury that a lot of football players get from getting right. hit in the head too many head times. Injury. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. Um. Yeah. And so psychedelics, right? You're gonna feel them instantly. the The compound is psilocybin. It's a it's a experience that you have for six to eight hours that you then work on integrating afterwards. Whereas functional mushrooms they sit somewhere in between culinary and psychedelic and that they have more benefits than your basic nutrients. Um, and they're really medicinal, but they cannot induce a psychedelic experience. They, It's impossible. They don't have the compound psilocybin in them that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where
0: Alice Mushrooms is today, right? Yes, we sit okay. in the
2: functional space. Well, yeah. And the other thing to note about functional mushrooms, which I think a lot of consumers get confused about is that they don't work instantly, right? So like if you take... <laughs> a mushroom with psilocybin in it, you're going to know pretty quickly that you took a mushroom with psilocybin (laughs) in it. Whereas when you take functional mushrooms, they actually work like adaptogens and a lot of them are adaptogens. So you need to take a medicinal dose daily for about three weeks to allow the nutrients time to compound in your body and start building up um, that critical mass that is then going to be able to make these subtle, but really powerful changes in the way that you live your life.
1: Mm. Okay. I'm going off script here because two things. I feel like I am Tom. I do not like eating mushrooms, <laughs> if <my> husband, Tom. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all of a sudden like encouraged to, because Alex, my husband loves them. And, um, if it's like a whole food group that I'm missing out of, it's the texture for me. But anyways, I'm also hearing everything you're saying and thinking like, We have the CBD industry also sort of taking off and how, how do you find where you guys are and what CBD is to be similar in terms of like, it's, it sounds like a functional, um, support for like your system, but where's the difference and why, why mushrooms? (laughs) Totally.
2: Um, so there's, it's a really interesting question and one that we get a lot. Um, and I think when you think about CBD as it relates to cannabis, it's kind of this really easy leap to make right between functional mushrooms as they relate to psychedelics. Um, and a lot of people think of it and we think of it too, like the more we educate people about functional mushrooms and show them how incredible mushrooms can be for your health, the more open people will be to having that conversation around psychedelics, which is Mm -hmm. something that we take very seriously. Um, and I think CBD did that for cannabis in a lot of ways but I think the main difference right is that CBD is still derived from the cannabis plant so they are still really intertwined in a way mm. that when you think about CBD to cannabis right it's one plant when you think about for example lion's mane which is a functional mushroom towards a psychedelic mushroom that's a completely different species of mushrooms mm-hmm. so you can think of mushrooms right they They're not a plant. They're the they're the fungal kingdom. So comparing two mushrooms to one another is like broccoli to asparagus, Mm,
0: mm -hmm.
2: you know, so that the kingdom Mm -hmm. is so vast. So it's a really useful tool. The CBD comparison, I think, into helping people kind of understand the differences between all of these nuanced takes in mushrooms. Um, and they like CBD really paved a path for cannabis. And so I think that's really useful. Um, but when you get down into the nitty gritty of it, it's, it is super different.
1: Right. And then the other side of, um, you know, people taking things to feel better is like the pharmaceutical industry. So can yeah. you talk about the relationship between pharmaceuticals and what you're seeing in the mushroom industry Obviously, you know, we believe in the healing power of plants and food and um so much more of just medicine than what is available to us in pharmaceuticals. So tell us about that part of Alice's story, Yeah,
2: I love that because my my business partner, Lindsay, her background is in pharmaceuticals. So she right. worked um in pharmaceutical sales for the better part of a decade um selling. Uh, medication and medical devices. So she was kind of living that life where she was selling to all these doctors competing to get her product sold against the other product and kind of starting to realize like, okay, one, a lot of what people are selling the pharmaceutical industry as a band-aid and not addressing the root cause. Right. So much of what we're doing is treating symptomatically. Um, and also a lot of times that the best products aren't the ones getting sold. It's the ones that are coming from the companies with the best relationships with the doctors, yeah, or the, best sales mm, the most money. Or the best sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that's when she kind of started to be like, okay, I think, you know, there's potentially other ways around this. Um, Got really into mushrooms, and the thing about mushrooms is just like the ability to address root causes, which is something that we are really passionate about. You know, when you get into the science of a lot of these mushrooms, they're able to handle a lot of things that the pharmaceutical industry sometimes just puts a bandaid on. Um, can you give us an example, biological. Charlotte,
0: of one? Yeah, like like one mushroom that like can be used, or there's research to say that it
2: is helping a certain thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, So reishi, for example, which is in our nightcap sleep chocolate, um, reishi is incredible at down regulating your nervous system. So it actually works to help reduce stress levels, helps with anxiety, can give you better sleep cycles. So like even for that, right, if you improve your overall like general stress levels and improve your sleep cycles, maybe that means you don't need Ambien tonight, or maybe that means you don't need a Xanax tonight. Um, And again, like we're we're not like anti-pharma in any way. Like we're very much like people need medication and that's great, but we're trying to figure out ways to maybe address root causes and not just put band-aids on things.
0: And provide an alternative sometimes for people who, you know, are like, I want to get off ambient. like, I don't want to be on. Right. Exactly.
2: And I think, I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the biggest thing that we've seen is so many people um, with ADD and ADHD responding to our brainstorm energy chocolate. I mean, we get emails from people all the time. They're like, this is helping me get off my Adderall. I want to, you know, we get a lot of emails actually from parents who have college age students. And they're like, my kid hates Adderall. Can, can they do this? And we're like, yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) And And so it's been cool. Sorry, interrupted for that mushroom. Like what is in that, that like helps address the root cause maybe of like ADHD or like an intention deficit
2: situation. Yeah. So we have lion's mane in, um, our brainstorm chocolate, which is really the brain powerhouse ingredient. Lion's mane is a mushroom that like looks like a lion's mane or a white puffy cloud. Um, and it is able to bypass the blood brain barrier, which is really important. And that's because your brain has this, uh, Fort Knox, like security system. And that's great because everything in your bloodstream shouldn't be getting into your brain or else we'd all be crazy. And, (laughs) (laughs) but the problem is that the security system is sometimes a little too tight. So a lot of the good things can't get in there. So a lot of brain health supplements actually don't work because they can't cross the blood brain barrier. But the compounds in lion's mane are so molecularly light that they're able to sneak past security and get into your brain and directly nourish your brain cells. So it's able to help with memory, cognition, focus, regrowing brain cells, connecting neural pathways. Um, There's been a lot of studies to show how it's able to help um, potentially prevent or treat Alzheimer's that's being researched right now. Um, it's just okay. a really incredible compound. And then we also have, you know, our brains from chocolate is formulated in a really unique way because we have lion's mane for your brain health. Cordyceps is the other mushroom in there um, which helps with overall cardiovascular health and vitality and energy because it helps your body use oxygen more efficiently so, mm. we kind of think of it as like the fungal equivalent of work smarter, not harder, because mm. it just makes every system you in your body. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like run so much more smoothly and with a lot less effort. Um, and then we also, because I was saying, right, functional mushrooms don't work instantly, they work over time. And we are instant gratification people. <laughs> right. Not only do we like to in- indulge and treat ourselves, but we want a little, we want that instant gratification. Um, So we formulated the mushrooms alongside fast acting nootropics and herbal supplements. So in our, um, brainstorm chocolate, there's also guarana, which is a really not like incredibly subtle yet powerful source of natural caffeine. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't like, I can't have coffee caffeine at all. I get really jittery and scared and anxious and I can have this and I feel so dialed in smooth, um
0: Wait, is that the same yeah. mushroom that they are making all these coffees out of now? I feel like that's something that I'm so seeing.
2: guarana isn't a mushroom. Um, oh, okay. Guarana is actually a berry uh from Brazil that's native to oh, Brazil. Okay. Um, so that's why, like we we put the mushrooms in these chocolates, but then put them alongside other things that that will work instantly. Um, so it's kind of our now and later approach to well being.
0: Are this you seeing a lot of <laughs> elemental vibes,
1: Georgie? Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, yeah, I this is fascinating. I'm loving this. I tutor a lot of students with ADHD. Are you seeing yeah. the market for kids
2: using yeah, stuff it's, like this? Yeah, it's interesting. Like I was saying, we get emails from parents all the time, basically saying, you know, a doctor wants to give my kid Adderall or Ritalin or whatever it is. And I would like to explore other options before I do that. Um, And I always tell people, one, I'm not a doctor. So (laughs) talk to your doctor and I can't give you any medical advice. But what I can say is that the ingredients in there should all be fine for kids. The only thing that we caution is that um, because there's the guarana, which has caffeine, Caffeine, if you don't want to give your kid caffeine, that's something to think about. Um, But it is, like I said, much more mild um it's got 66 milligrams of caffeine which is about two-thirds of a cup of coffee's worth of caffeine and then also it's just it's not that intense jittery type Mm. of feeling Mm -hmm. um so that's something that we leave up to parents we give them all the information that we can but it is something we're seeing a lot of interest in
0: yeah yeah that's That's very interesting. I'm sure that's where like the future is headed. I'm sure. um,
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna give your kid Adderall, like, right? thirds of a cup of coffee's coffee's worth of caffeine is not. I'm pretty
0: sure. Moving the needle. The time I could walk, my mom was like a coffee (laughs) addict. (laughs) thinking of her, if you're listening to this mom, getting a um focus on energy <laughs> mushrooms, um, but I wanted to go back to one thing you said earlier, um, Charlotte, about psychedelics and sort of like the legislation around them. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your personal nonprofit work with Alice Mushrooms and kind of the future of mushroom legislation in the U.S., like being allowed to use some of these more intense mushrooms for medicinal purposes?
2: Yeah, totally. So kind of similar to how we formulate our chocolates with the now and later approach, that's also what we do with our nonprofit work and our give back. Um, the now approach, right, is working on ways to help people get psychedel- psychedelic healing right away. Um, so with that, we work with this foundation called the Hope Project that is founded by a woman named Allison Williams, who whose husband was a five-time Navy SEAL and really struggled with PTSD, was able to get a lot of help uh, from psychedelic healing modalities. And what Allison, though, realized is that she's a community of all these women who are wives of veterans, and they're also really struggling with PTSD. You know, your husband goes away, you, you're dealing with your kids, it's it's an unbelievably stressful situation. And no one out there was really addressing um, the needs of these women in a meaningful way. Um, and so much of the psychedelic space right now is really masculine we feel Mm. um even in the functional mushroom space a lot of the products feel really masculine um and just there's a lot of women need different things when it comes to healing and safe spaces um so she set out to create ways for women to get psychedelic healing and therapy in a in a really safe space. And so she not only treats now wives of veterans but also women who've served in the military um and it's it's just really special and close to our hearts to be able to support women getting this treatment. Um so that's our that's a portion of every sale goes directly um, to the whole project. And then On our later approach, uh, we're founding members of the Microdosing Collective, which is a nonprofit that advocates for research and legislation around the legalization of microdose amounts of uh, psychedelic substances, including psilocybin. So really what that means is. The future of psychedelics, if you're watching the space, you're seeing, right? Oregon, Colorado, they're legalizing psychedelic use in treatment centers. Mm -hmm. Um, So what that means is I could potentially go in, have a large amount of psilocybin, have this, you know, ego dissolving experience, work with a doctor through it, and then come back after for integration sessions. And that's really incredible and really powerful The only problem is that one, it's very expensive Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: the way that it's looking right now, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars for someone to get this treatment. Um, And two, it's prohibitive from a time perspective as well, because people have to be like, okay, I'm taking a day to do this. I probably need to take tomorrow off to integrate. I need to come back and have all of these sessions. So it's not accessible for Mm -hmm. the vast majority of people. Um, And I think as we think about these substances, okay, Yes, this type of treatment is amazing, but there's also a lot of value into microdose amounts of psilocybin. Not only is there a lot of research showing how incredible that is, but also it's something that people can get without having to put in all of that time and all of that money. Um, So what the microdosing collective focuses on is that research around what microdosing looks like and what are the benefits, and then how can we advance that in a legislative way?
0: So cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm in Oregon. Um, I live in Portland. Oh, nice. And
1: that makes sense. Just like it's the air we're breathing as all of these sort of, um, yeah. more progressive ways of, yeah. of treatment. But also like the people who need to access stuff like that. You're right. They don't. They're not living the lifestyles to have the time yeah. and and resources yeah. to do that.
0: And I yeah. also love like, the we've talked about you know throughout this interview the power of consistency and just, you know, integrating functional mushrooms into your diet and into your lifestyle. And those benefits over time can have a huge impact. Um, yeah. so I think, yeah, so, so cool. I love it's that like- you guys have all these nonprofits that you work with as well. I our whole podcast is kind of about spotlighting companies that are doing better by people and the planet, Mm -hmm. um, as well as obviously, you know, building a brand and a company and you guys are just so aligned with everything that we're trying to do here.
1: Yeah. And trying to share with people. It's so, it's so spot on, especially when I was researching about you guys, you said you want to do everything well, and you're doing that with your sourcing. So can you tell us about navigating the food system and what that's been like for you and Lindsay? (laughs)
2: <laughs> totally. Um, so that's something that's been really important to me. Right. I, I mentioned that I I ran sourcing at one of my previous companies and um, I worked at or I worked in um, agricultural research and sourcing stuff at NYU. Um, so understanding the food system is one of my passions, but also one of the hardest things that you can do. Um, and it was never really made more plain to me than we started when we started trying to source mushrooms Um, because functional mushrooms, one, they're typically not really grown in the US. It's the pricing, it doesn't really work for US farmers. So most of them are sourced from abroad. And then when you try and source them from abroad, you really have no idea of what you're getting. Mm. Um, And we were getting samples from all of these different suppliers and just everything was really low quality. Um, And we started to learn more and more about why. Um, And we started to learn one, a lot of people um, use dextrin, which is a form of starch in the mushroom extraction process. So what that means is when you grow a mushroom that's meant to be extracted, um, you grow it, you get the fruiting body, and then you have to dry it out. And then once it's dried out, it gets ground right into powder and then you have a hot water or a um, steam method of extraction that then pulls the nutrients out and helps you get a higher compound product. Um, but drying takes time and time is money. So what a lot of companies will do is pour dextrin, the starch powder, all over the mushrooms to dry them out faster. What then happens is the mushrooms absorb a lot of that starch. They become for lack like, of like a lot of starch <laughs> yeah. it gets in your product. And then because it's then turning into a powder, a lot of places will then just pour more starch powder in there to essentially cut the product so that exactly. they can improve their margins and give it to you. And the scary thing is that when you get that tested, starch does a false positive for polysaccharides, which are something that people typically test for to test a mushroom supplements potency. Oh, um, wow. That's yeah. so, so it's interesting. It's really tricky. Um, And then on top of that, right, you have the mycelium versus fruiting body debate um which I can talk about a little bit as well but yeah we we, do. we only use fruiting body mushrooms um and fruiting body is the part of the mushroom that you think of when you think of a mushroom it's the thing that sprouts up it's above the ground mushroom
0: pit. right
2: <laughs> yeah it's what you eat um and the other part of the mushroom is the mycelium and that's kind of like the root system that runs underground um And the way that we kind of think about this is like an apple with an apple tree, right? So when you go over to an apple tree, you want to eat the apple because that's where all of the bioavailable nutrients are. That's where it's going to, you're going to be able to digest it. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to nourish you. You wouldn't really eat the bark or the root system because that's not where the nutrients are available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think about that as relationship, right? To the apple being the fruit and body mushroom and the mycelium kind of being that apple tree bark or root system. Um, and so a lot of companies will use mycelium in their extracts in addition to fruiting body, which again, doesn't get you as potent of a product, um, and does not deliver the medicinal benefits that people are looking for when they come to these products. Um, and the reason people do that again, right. Mycelium is less expensive than fruiting body. So it all comes down to money in the end yeah, anyway,
0: totally. as
2: everything does. Um, so we, you know, we could have launched this business probably eight months before we launched it, but we just were not happy with any of the sourcing partners that we found. And then Finally, we found this woman who has a network of farms under her that grow according to her patented extraction process and growing standards. They're all USD organic certified. Um, And sorry, where's her farm, her farm. So she has a network of farms. Um, She just opened one up in Florida. She's opening one up in Oregon, but she uh, for the past few years has been having them all over the world. So she's got some in Scotland, some in Japan. Um, and it's really cool because she empowers these people to grow on their land, but you know, she's giving them business. It's a really, Mm -hmm. really cool, um, operation she has set up and everything is just unbelievably high quality. Um, no dextrin, like the purest mushroom extracts we've ever found.
1: I've been learning more about those farming systems where, like, someone sort of takes it upon themselves to be really supportive and educational. And then they're these, like, little micro farms that yeah. collaborate. Yeah. So cool. It's, it's incredible like
0: being, um, like, a consultant for farms. Like, you're, she's <laughs> kind of like the lady in charge, and she goes in and she tells yeah. how they need to grow things to for her to like, give them business. Is that kind of how it works?
2: Yeah. So yeah, basically all of the farms, um, I don't know exactly how the the ownership in them works, but they all grow according to her standards. And then Mm. the business runs from there.
0: So I feel like you kind of covered this part of the question about like, what might've been the biggest challenge starting Alice Mushrooms. It sounds like sourcing was definitely um, a big challenge, but what's been kind of a surprising um, high or like uh, something that went really well that you weren't expecting starting a new company because um, I feel like entrepreneurs don't hear enough of those stories. They only hear about all the really hard things, and I want yeah a, an uplifting moment from your journey.
2: Totally. I mean, I think the coolest thing, and this you know happens periodically, is when we get emails from customers expressing their gratitude or how this product has changed their lives. Like, I don't think anything really prepares you for that. You kind of think, Oh, I'm making this product in the hope that it helps someone do X, Y, Z. But then when someone takes time out of their day to write you a long email about how helpful this has been and changed their lives, it just, it doesn't get old and it never stops kind of taking your breath away. I mean, most recently we had someone email in that he had been struggling, um, He's a college student at Columbia, and he had been struggling with um, some mental health issues and just not feeling like himself. He was formerly an athlete, and basically he started taking nightcap, started being able to sleep again, and that gave him all of his energy back. And he was starting to have these more productive days and then started taking brainstorm, which helped pick up his days. And then he emailed us because he had just run the San Francisco Marathon and he oh, got this so cool. incredible time on it and he was like i never would have been able to train for this or do this without your products mm. wow and it's it's things like that that are just unbelievably gratifying and mm-hmm. just kind of life affirming that we're doing something right
1: yeah from especially from your intentionality behind you know The sourcing of your product, the time that you guys spent, the honesty and transparency that you've led with, like that is the harder route to take. But then you're also getting such validation and um, just encouragement from real, real people that you're impacting. That's so beautiful. If someone's listening and is like, I need this in my life, where do I start? What would you tell someone who's ready to try mushrooms?
2: Where do they begin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say go to www. Yeah, with <laughs> you. <laughs> um, that's, that's where I'm going to start. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think education is a really important tool when you're learning about functional mushrooms and it's harder than it should be to get good education around functional mushrooms. So that's something that we're always trying to push forward because we definitely feel in that way. like. A rising tide lifts all ships, the more that we can educate around functional mushrooms in general, not even just our product, the better the entire industry is going to be. Mm. Um, So I think, you know, seeing what products appeal to you, whether that's from a taste or A delivery method standpoint, right? Like, do I want something I can mix in my coffee? Do I just want a bite of chocolate? Do I want a gummy? You know, thinking about that and then thinking about what you need it for. Like, are you struggling with focus or sleep? Are you struggling with immunity issues? Are you struggling with, you know, there's so many different things that functional mushrooms can help with. And then when you find a brand that you think might have a product that you're interested in, just Get really curious and poke around on their site, poke around on the packaging, look for fruiting body, like look to see if they have a focus on education, um, kind of see what, see what their stance is, how, just how trustworthy does it look? Because I think in this business right now, and definitely something we found when we were trying to source is the, you have to have a lot of trust in who you're buying your mushroom products from. Mm -hmm. Um, and if a brand looks like they don't really care, they don't care.
0: Mm -hmm. be a secret spiller, do all your research, learn about the company. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to just plug for Alice mushrooms really quickly um Georgie asked before you got on like well do they taste like mushrooms because she's a microphobe and we're converting <laughs> right yeah now. um and I was like literally absolutely not it just tastes like you're eating a delicious chocolate bar like I could probably give this to Tom who's hopefully not listening and he wouldn't even know that there's like any mushroomness in it at all so it just like you know what did you say earlier in the interview indulge instead of endure that mm-hmm. is certainly yeah like um this experience um so going from that where do you kind of see alice mushrooms in five years what is what are you and Lindsay envisioning for the future of the company
2: yeah i mean i think big picture it's alice is synonymous with mushrooms so you mm-hmm. can't think mushrooms without thinking about alice um and the way that we kind of get there right is this this focus on education giving people really high quality easy to understand information about what to look for in this space and all of the benefits around all things mushrooms whether that be culinary functional or psychedelic um and we're going to continue to launch new chocolates we're formulating a few right now that we're really excited about um, there's one coming out in january um that we're really excited about. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, more down the pike and then just becoming a mushroom lifestyle brand, I think is really important to us. Like so much of our um, merch or anything that we create, it literally just says mushrooms on it, right? We're not even trying to have people like walk around as billboards for Alice. We're just like, you should want to wear a sweatshirt that says mushrooms because you love mushrooms. And the more people that wear sweatshirts that say mushrooms, the more people like mushrooms, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I so, too I love all the Alice. And it, can I ask, is the name Alice like from Alice in Wonderland? Is that kind of how it
2: happened? Yeah. Yeah, it's a loose inspiration from Alice, the character. It's so um, sweet. So, yeah, Lindsay has always loved that movie and book and the character, and Alice's curiosity is really what inspired it, right? Because mm-hmm. we think. Mushrooms, there's still so much mystery around mushrooms, And mystery scares a lot of people. Um, but mystery doesn't scare Alice. She welcomes it, right? Mm -hmm. That curiosity is something that drives her and things can be nonsense. Things can be upside down and that's, that's okay. Um, and that's something we really wanted to take from her.
1: So cute. I, uh, I studied Alice in Wonderland randomly in college in Oxford where it was written and so when I saw that yeah when I saw that this was like all connected to that I just loved it because that um, it connects to so many people right and so you're just making like a different connection, Uh, I think we're ready for rapid fire
0: do you want to ask our first rapid fire question?
1: Yeah. Especially as like a a yoga practitioner and just someone who prioritizes like taking care of yourself, what is your go-to self-care product right now?
2: So I'm at the beach for the month, which means I like don't really use products out here. Um, So I'm going to have a quirky answer to this, which is that my house is right next to this farm and I go every day and look at these pigs and their pig pen and I'm obsessed with them <laughs> and they, they're like looking at them and like oinking at them is my self-care product. They are
0: self-care. <laughs> yes. Self-care. Awesome. Okay. And you've talked a lot about your, you know, culinary background. What is your go-to weeknight meal? I feel like everyone's always looking for inspiration for a good, easy
2: weeknight meal. Honestly, eggs. Like eggs. I'm- I'm such an egg girl and it's so easy Um, protein, Mm -hmm. protein, some fried eggs. I'm a big breakfast for dinner girl. Also, Mm -hmm. like even if you wanted to make it fancy, like I love cooking up a shakshuka, which is literally just right tomatoes and then cracking some eggs and putting it in the oven.
0: (laughs) I'm actually so glad you said that because I haven't made shakshuka in like forever. And it's so delicious. I might make it the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I've never made that, but it keeps popping up in my life. I'm like,
2: yeah, oh, you've got it. New York times has a really good. Oh, good. For it. I'll That's send it to you. Exclusively you where my husband takes person. the recipes. <laughs> Same.
1: <laughs> make sure it's in the bio. <laughs> um, who is your go-to health and wellness resource at the moment?
2: Mm, um, my therapist? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Can we link her? No, I'm just yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, she's incredible, but yeah, I, I struggle. Like I have an autoimmune issue and so does she, and she's already navigated it. So I'm always like, what do I need to drink today? What supplement should
0: we take? Honestly, that's good. You're getting professional advice and not just following yeah. people on the internet.
2: Um, yeah. I also, you- here's a plug. I'm I've been doing functional medicine with Parsley Health. Do you guys know Parsley? Yeah. They have actually come up in a couple of our interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm really enjoying it. They're helping me get to the bottom of my autoimmune issue. Um, yeah. and really thorough. So also taking a lot of health and wellness they, advice yeah. from them.
0: Mm, cool. They are kind of what are they?
2: Um, and like a They're own- like functional integrative medicine. Yeah. Okay, cool
0: um all right and what are you most excited about for this fall looking
2: forward to the new school year <laughs> um really excited honestly like we're back in chocolate season and Chocolate. <laughs> are, yeah. people don't really understand but chocolate is, has seasonality to it and so yeah. the fall is so much fun for chocolate like Halloween mm-hmm. um Christmas, Christmas Hanukkah yeah like it, it I'm really excited to be back in chocolate weather Oh my gosh. chocolate season I'm
0: curious. it's always chocolate season for
1: me yeah. I know <laughs>
2: same
0: oh my gosh well Charlotte thank you so much for joining us this has been such an eye-opening episode I know our listeners are going to love it and I know they're all already running to alismushrooms.com. Uh so I just wanted to remind everyone that Charlotte and Lindsay were generous enough to give us a discount code for our secret spillers. It is secret 20 for 20% off your order. An amazing discount. Um, I personally love the, uh, focus and energy chocolate. I've tried that and I'm going to need to reorder. And now I need to try the, uh, sleep chocolate. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely make sure you use that discount code. We will have it in our show notes. We will have it on Instagram. I promise not to post the wrong code like I've been known to do in the (laughs) past. Um, And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Let us know what you think of the episode. And Charlotte, thank you again so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you
1: so much for having me. Thank you, Charlotte. Such a privilege to learn from you and really excited to watch where you guys go and just to be a real champion of, of your brand now. Bye friends. If you loved this pod, follow, review, or share it with a friend. If you want to share it on your Instagram
0: story or your TikTok, we'd be
1: eternally grateful. Thank you for being a secret spiller. We'll catch you next time.